Good morning, everyone. How you guys doing? It's me, your boy, Ryan Flowers, a.k.a. Clutch Sports Talk. Back in the house today with another episode of Clutch Sports Talk. NFL Sunday, wake up, man. We got a special morning today. We got lots of things to cover. Of course, uh, we got to talk about Justin Herbert's recent deal. A little, a little smoke and mirrors there, and I'll break that down. Sean Payton, talking that stuff, man. Uh, was he justified? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hold my opinion on that for just a moment. Uh, Joe Burrow, man, I don't know, man. Um, he went down. That, that's a big blow for the Cincinnati Bengals. How are they going to bounce back and overcome that? We'll talk about that. And then finally, we're going to break down the AFC North uh, today. But I'm not going to do it by myself. I have a special guest today, Devin Nettles from the My Thoughts, My Opinion, as well as exclusive podcast at the bank which is only on the grid network. You want to check him out. He's going to be on towards the end of the show. We're going to be breaking down the AFC North. Why? Because he is a Ravens fan. So don't judge him harshly. It's okay. He's a friend of the show. All right. So, um, but we got lots to cover today. So, hey, why am I still talking? Let's just go straight to the credits. But hey, but sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is NFL Sunday. Wake up with me, Ryan Flowers. You guys know what it is. Let's go. <laughs> What it is, what it is, what it is. Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday to you guys today, man. Hey, it's a glorious Sunday. Um, before I get the show rolling, first and foremost, hey, make sure if you haven't subscribed to any of my social media platforms, do so, please. You know, especially on YouTube, TikTok, trying to pump those numbers up um, as well. Head over to the Grid Network where you will check out the rest of the catalog of stars that we have featured on that particular website there on YouTube. Um, like I said, like I said before, the top of the show, I got my guest. Uh, my boy from the Grid Network, Devin Nettles, he'll be coming on and talking about the AFC uh, North with me. He's also on there as well. He's doing big things, so make sure you check those guys out on the Grid Network. All right, but before we talk about football, there's a couple of things I do want to discuss that are pretty serious. Um, number one, shout out to my boy DJ Zamora uh, III. He won his fight last night. He's 12-0. and 0. Uh, He won here in Las Vegas at the uh, T-Mobile Arena. Uh, he was on the... Errol Spence Crawford fight. Um, so he's 12 and 0. He's moving up, man. Bigger and better things for him. Um, this guy's just he's just fighting in big arenas now. That's just what he's doing. He was at MGM his last fight, and now he was at T-Mobile yesterday. So proud of him and uh congratulations to him and his family. He's 12 and 0. Super featherweight. And the guy, the guy can hit, you know, young guy, but uh proud of him. So I've known him from at least 10 years now, since he was like 10 years old. So proud to see him doing what he's doing. Also, Happy birthday to my firstborn. Uh, it's her birthday. She's not quite a teenager yet, but she might as well be there. So happy birthday to my daughter out there. So we're just doing a lot of things on Sundays today, man. We're just we're getting it in here today. So appreciate you guys for stopping by. All right. Now we got that out, out, out the way. Let's get into some football. Now, Justin Herbert, we all know who he is unless, you know, you just woke up and you just started watching football. But just a little recap. He is the quarterback of the L.A. Chargers. Of the National Football League, he just signed a $262.5 million extension, uh, and it technically makes him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Um, but if you look at the contract itself, it's a it's actually pretty it's pretty funny because yes, in the NFL they have this thing called old money and new money. Now, contract, uh, excuse me, Herbert was still under contract for two more seasons. All right. Um, and this year he was slated to make roughly around four million. And then in 2024, uh, 29 million. So what they ended up doing was 
they they gave him a five year extension, okay, and it pumped it up to um, two hundred and uh, so you so you add his old money, which was the four million and the twenty nine million, and you pump that into his his new contract. <clears throat> when you do the math on that, he's technically under contract for seven more seasons. It's it's different than guys like Lamar Jackson who was you know on their contract year or in the year of it or in their last year of their contract. Justin Herbert is going to approximately making about forty two million per year. So still a lot of money, not not to even throw any shade on the guy. He's still making a lot of money. But the fact that, you know, because you read the headlines, oh, he's the highest paid guy for now. Obviously, we're going to talk about another guy that's going to be making a lot of money here in the future. But the deal really is a is it's attack on to what he already has or what he was under contract already. Again, still a lot of money. We're not nitpicking here. Um but he's not like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is truly making like $52 million a year. Uh, who else got paid? Jalen Hurts, he not quite $52 million, but around that ballpark, like $51 million. So those guys are legitimately making that amount of money. Like, like and, and, and Justin Herbert technically isn't. But a, the new money contract, yes, it appears he is, but really he's not. So, I mean, listen, that's that's um, – that's that's really not, not the, my topic of debate for today. But really, what I'm to, alluding to is like I talk about every quarterback that gets paid is the the great responsibility that comes with being a high paid asset or a quarterback in this in this particular situation. Now, we all know the exploits of the L.A. Chargers since their days back in San Diego, even when they moved up the road down to five interstate in California, they have always been a talented team but can never quite make it over the hump, okay? Um, and they're continuing to do so, but now you're paying this guy a substantial amount of money, a substantial amount of money. What does that mean? But before I break into that, let's just talk about a little bit about Justin Herbert. And I do feel like he deserved the contract. I mean, just like most of these guys, they do deserve the contract in one form or fashion, whether they're just really that valuable to the team from on-the-field perspective or just a guy that they need in the locker room, you know, things like that. So listen, Justin Herbert, he's been in the league a couple years now. This guy has thrown over 14,000 yards. I think he's only been in the league like four, three or four seasons now. 94 touchdowns and has a passer rating of 96.2. That's pretty damn good, okay? And not to mention, he's the only quarterback in league history to throw uh, for three for 4,000-plus yards in three consecutive seasons. That's never been done before. So the guy, is he's flinging it out there. Now, some people may disagree or agree that he's the next up-and-coming guy. Is he a Mahomes? Is he a me Brady? We don't know. Some people think he he that he gives out like Matt Ryan vibes because he's you know he's good, um, but maybe can't get it done. You know, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But nonetheless, the guy deserves the contract. I mean, he's getting paid to based on what he's done in the past. But then that's how typically these contracts work. Um, and it, it, you go down the line from Jalen Hurts to Lamar Jackson to to Justin Herbert. Um, all these guys get paid because, again, they're 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 valuable to their organization in some form or fashion. Now, what does that mean? Um, listen, they didn't. Let's just say they did not exit the playoffs in a very graceful manner last season. Right? They blew a 27-0 lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road, mind you. Which you know, which is pretty. Going on the road is hard as an athlete to play, and you were up 27-0 and you blew that lead. Now, he's getting paid. He's a young quarterback still. He's going to have to go deeper and deeper into the playoffs. He's not going to get the pass anymore, especially from guys like me. I mean, listen, who am I? I guess I get it. But listen, the majority of people are going to look at this and say, all right, man, you got the money. We like you, okay? But 
you got to start winning and not just winning a divisional game. You start making this amount of money, you it's conference championship or bust, in my humble opinion, okay? Now, some of you may disagree because some people don't think that the money correlates with the production on the field. Hey, that's not how I operate in my life. My life is based on production um, and, and your value in regards to that production. So, again, now the clock is ticking for the L.A. Chargers and Justin Herbert, meaning, well, what does that mean? Well, he's getting paid now, so guess what? You're not going to be able to afford a lot of these other guys, guys like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I know Joey Bosa, uh, he's looking to probably get an extension. Khalil Mack, Derwin James, Austin Eckler, you see what he's what's going on with him in the running back situation. So their window is, they had a window, obviously, but it's closing ever so fastly now because of the contract situation. Now, they may be able to do some type of financial um gymnastics and maybe restructure some deals and i get all that but at the end of the day the clock is ticking uh and the chargers you're up there and you guys have a small win and you're in a tough division i mean let's just be real the afc west is difficult right now you know you got the reigning champs the kansas city chiefs you have um the denver broncos who might make who might bounce back actually this year you know we'll talk about sean payton here in just a second and the raiders you know they are you know i, I they're formidable within their division, right? They beat up on each other. So, you know, it's not an easy division to win. Um, but if you don't have the talent because you can't afford to pay them, who are you going to be looking at first? It's going to be the quarterback. So just keep that in mind. It's no hate because I got a lot of hate from my, from my Lamar Jackson take a couple months ago from the Ravens fans. I'm not butthurt about it, but I'm just like, come on, guys. Let's just be real. Like, you guys understand that you're going to be paying this guy $52 million a year are you going to be just selling for division titles? No, you want to win a damn Super Bowl. So, and if you don't win a Super Bowl, it's the same thing with my with my Cowboys. Of course, I want I want to win a Super Bowl, and I'm mad that we're paying Dak all this money for what? Okay, so that's just how it goes, man. So it's again, it's no hate, it's no slight at anyone. It's just a fact, and it is what it is. All right, moving on. Um, talking about it is what it is. Sean Payton. Was in the news this week, uh, popping off already, right? So it, th what makes it so funny is that he had a, like a meeting to talk to his players. Um, for those who don't know, Sean Payton is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Okay, just recapping that. So he had his, a meeting with his players, and he's like, listen, guys, I don't want anyone, you know, doing anything in the media. We want to keep it real cool, calm, copacetic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then this guy, he does an interview with USA Today, one of his good buddies there, one of the journalists there. And he, you know, is very candid. He's, you know, very candid, open about what happened last year uh, with Denver. Okay. And, and here's the quote. This is not me. This is exactly the quote. Um, he said, uh, Peyton called Hackett's body of work in Denver last year, perhaps one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That, that's, um, that's pretty, I, I don't even know what to say on that one other than, I don't know. I, I mean, other than, let's see. I can't even think of anything else to say, to be honest with you. But <clears throat> I will say this, and before I get into the point, like, there's there's some truth to that, okay? And and, and saying it's the worst coaching job in the history of the NFL, that's a lot to be said because there's been a bunch of bummy-ass coaches that have walked the sideline in the National Football League. And to say that Nathaniel Hackett, who had a really strong pedigree when he took that job, obviously, if you don't know who, Nathaniel Hackett's exploits. He was the offensive coordinator quite some time with Aaron Rodgers. Kind of some say that he not wouldn't say he made Aaron Rodgers, but he helped propel Aaron Rodgers to a certain status that he is at now. Kind of like a mastermind behind the scenes with Aaron Rodgers. Goes to Denver, 
literally game one game one it's falling apart <laughs> couldn't decide whether they need to kick a field goal or go for it i mean then the guy hired a like a game manager to help him make decisions it's like dude you're the head coach you're the head coach bro it's like i i, I can i can envision him in the locker room reading like uh what's those books uh football for dummies before the game that's what nathaniel hackett reminded me of um before the games where he was he's you know he's just sitting in the locker room like okay so okay the football is uh made out of pigskin okay good so we we can run it we can that, that like, like that's the vibe i got from he could be a lovely guy i don't know the guy personally but he could be lovely it is what it is so listen amongst the the diatribe or diatribe of peyton's comments you know he also talked about the jets um winning the offseason right now because i guess you know they've been championing themselves as being one of the best teams in the offseason he goes to talk about that and of course you know robert solid the head coach has he takes some he, he he has he has some choice words for that and on top of that he's talking about his offensive coordinator now because why nathaniel hackett has landed in new york um but besides all that let's just go back to the original statement made by sean payton was this the worst coaching job in history in the nfl I wouldn't say it's one of the worst, but it's up there. Now, was he wrong for saying what he said? He, yes and no, because I get, you know, he he claimed that he forgot that he didn't have, he had his his Fox analyst hat on because he was an analyst there for Fox for a couple, like a year, while he took a, a sabbatical. And he should have had his coaching hat on, which I totally get, you know, it's two different things. You know, he, he thought when he was talking to the reporter that he was just being an analyst, but really... He was a head coach in National Football League, and you can't really say stuff like that um, against other coaches because you're you're somewhat, even though they're not on the same team, you're in a fraternity of, of guys that that are belonging to a group and of an organization, and really shouldn't talk about guys like that openly. But he for sure was not wrong. Like he's on point. That was, I mean, it was pretty bad. Um, and then he went on to defend his quarterback Russell Wilson uh, ferociously. You know, basically saying like, listen the guy's bad year wasn't because he wasn't Russell Wilson. It's because the coaching staff basically sucked and he was injured. So Russell Wilson's going to have to back that play up, back his coach up this season for sure. But I mean, was he wrong for saying what he's saying? I, I don't think so. I think he was, he, he, he just didn't say it right. He wasn't tactful about it and there's a way to go about things and he didn't go about it. Right. And, you know, he, and literally when he said it, you know, next day he got killed in the media. Um, but, as as consumers, we like to see stuff like that. That's why we watch football. That's why we watch violent sports. We like car wrecks. Um, and in this case, it wasn't a car wreck, but literally it was a verbal car wrecking. Okay. So, and we like to see it because we laugh about it. We can post it on our social media posts. So, but uh, we had a great time. I love watching that. That was pretty funny. So, you know, Sean Payton, listen, you're not wrong, but guess what? Like the Chargers are on the clock. You're on the clock too now because you, you, you set, you, you started off and you lit a fuse. Now, if you guys go, you know, you lose like 13, 12 games. Now you look like an ass. So now then then you are now you're in the conversations of, well, was your coaching job job? Well, we'll have to wait and see. All right. Moving on. Uh, Joe Burrow in the news. Uh, Bengals quarterback went down, uh, I believe, Thursday with a non-contact injury. Head coach Zach Taylor confirmed that it was just a calf. He's dealing with a calf injury, and the team sources and the team medical staff also confirmed that as well. Um, and the players within the organization, they all feel comfortable that Joe Burrow is going to be able to bounce back. Okay, um, that he's feeling good, and eventually he'll 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 manage that. Now Joe Burrow has 
has had a slew of like injuries or illnesses in the last couple of years. You know, he had uh, COVID, I believe, last year or the year before. Uh, he had the MCL tear um, his rookie year, I believe. Um, and then he had appendicitis. So he he's never had like a full training camp season. Right. And then now he goes down with the calf injury. And for those who don't know, if you've never hurt your calf, it sucks, man, because it's 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 like one of those things like the hamstring where you feel like it's good. And then next, you know, you're you're doing your thing. You're on the court. You're on the field, whatever you're doing. And you just tweak that thing, even though you're like, I thought it felt good. So the calf, it's the reason why he was wearing that sleeve when he got hurt, because he already probably tweaked it already. OK, now the contract situation, I'll talk about that in just a second. But here's a fun fact. Right. So we all this is this is this is not breaking news. OK, I'm not here to 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 rock your world with this with this statement I'm about to say. But listen, the Bengals are Super Bowl contenders with Joe Burrow. No duh, right? And of course, without him, they're 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 probably not even win. They're not even winning the division. Okay, straight up. So I went a little bit deeper, and I found this website or CBS. I found this stat. So, and basically, what this stat it laid out if when Joe Burrow's healthy, win percentages and wins in particular and stuff like that. So I'm not gonna have it up on the screen, but it's gonna read it out to you. So per CBS, with a healthy Joe Burrow, the Bengals are good for about ten wins, which is a lot in the National Football League. You take them how you can get them, right? Um, every time they line up, they have a 59% chance of winning their games when Joe Burrow is at the helm. Against their division rivals, 41%. Okay, that's pretty high. Uh, and then in the playoffs, 67% chance of winning um, or, you know, winning through the playoffs and then, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So basically what this stat is saying is that, like I just mentioned, they need Joe Burrow. Now, this is where it gets dicey. And my guy Devin, when he gets on, he's gonna he's gonna laugh at this, right? Because he probably wants to see this or hear this. Without Joe Burrow, the Bengals are only good for about seven wins. So that's not enough to win the division. Hell, that's not even enough to even probably get in the wild card in the AFC, okay? Considering the amount of talent, talented teams in that division. It takes them their win percentage from a 59 to a 45 percent. Okay, right? And then against division rivals, they were 41% without him. 11%. So basically, you're going to lose the game without Joe Burrow. Um, <laughs> so if you're the Bengals, if you're a Bengals fan, you you better get your uh, Mr. Miyagi and start rubbing those hands and doing whatever you got to do on that dude's calf. Now, I know, and this is funny, I read on on, on in, uh, in the Cincinnati uh, media that people are like, I'll donate my like calf tissue to, to Joe Burrow. Like, I don't even know if you can even do that, okay? Uh, but that's how important this guy is to that organization now as far as his contract situation listen he's going to be the highest paid quarterback here shortly despite the you know the uh, calf injury he's going to be making up to what 53 54 million dollars a year which i, I listen i i know my guy dev don't want to hear this but re realistically the guy he's 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 the guy right now in that division he's won he's made it to the afc championship game two years in a row should have won the super bowl if they could just block for like Five seconds. They could have won the Super Bowl. Um, if they win that Super Bowl, it's a it's a totally different story. So, um, but you know, you know, it is what it is. You know, but at the end of the day, Joe Burrow, I think he'll be fine. Um, calf injuries. You know, just give him some time. I don't think he needs a full off season. The guy, the guy, the guy is good, man. It's the reason why they call him Cool Joe. He's swaggered out. I mean, I like I like him. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks outside of well. I'm not going to talk about my quarterback today because we're not talking about that. But um, but I, I like Joe B. I like Joey Burrow. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens with him. But again, the, the point of this is that without him, the Bengals are, are pretty much 
hot garbage. Okay. Um, and, and we can, when we can see that, you know, they, last year they had a bunch of injuries to the rest of their team, but who was the one constant Joe Burrow. And, and, and of course, because he's the most, imp- he plays one of the most important positions in, in sports quarterback. Okay. So, uh, but I liked him. I liked him a lot. So we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully rest up for him. I know Dev's like, why don't you break your leg instead of sprain your, uh, strain your calf. So, all right, with that said, let me get my guy over here, man. He is the host of two podcasts, so he's a busy dude. He hosts the My Thoughts, My Opinions, and he also uh, hosts the exclusive podcast at the Bank, a Ravens podcast. Uh, my guy, let me get him on here real quick because i um, trying to figure all this stuff out here. Where we got here? Come in. Sorry, y'all. There we go. Let me get him on here. Welcome to the show. Devin Nettles, man, appreciate you for stopping by, my guy. Let me get you off mute. Get the applause going. <laughs> there you go. What's up, my guy? How you doing, man? What it is, my man? How you feeling? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for joining me this Sunday morning. I know you were here listening to me talk about uh, your hated one of your one of your your heated rivals there in the AFC. Now you get here. You got the thumbs down already. <laughs> <laughs> So for those who don't know, like I said before, he's the host of the uh, Grid Network exclusive podcast at the bank, a Ravens podcast um, at the bank is actually the, the bank is MNT Bank. That's the name of the stadium there, right? In Baltimore. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so hence the name. I like the name. It's pretty catchy. So make sure you check that out. It's, it's Ravens based. But you know what? It's good. If you like good, informative uh, information about teams, especially, you know, if you're a Ravens fan as well, or just an AFC North kind of guy. Check him out, man. He, he airs on Saturday mornings, right? At what, like around what, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. So appreciate you having it on. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about, of course, the AFC North. Um, and particularly, we're going to start with your team, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this team was teetering a little bit. You know, your, your, your quarterback wasn't under contract or was, you know, kind of getting ready to sit out. You know, the former 2019 NFL MVP. Your wide receiver room was basically just a bunch of cripples, all right, with handicapped <laughs> actors. Um, and then you go ahead and you sign uh, OBJ, right? And then mm-hmm. you draft Zay Flowers at a university, or excuse me, Boston College to help bolster that that uh, that offense a little bit. And then you guys mm-hmm. finished ten and seven last year, despite you know Lamar missing, you know, what, seven games if I'm not mistaken, right? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, you missed all seven the, games. You lost to the Bengals, uh, which probably didn't sit well with you. um but one bright note though you guys made the trade for roquan smith who i felt like he changed your defense when he immediately when he came in um Mm -hmm. and then your head coach your head coach is really good at winning a lot of regular season games like john harbaugh one of the best coaches i think still in the national football league um but they just got to get over that hump so i mean before i let you kind of dive in on the on the ravens the last thing i'll finish up is that i think that the ravens are going to be strongly banking on obj zay flowers guys like that to be key contributors to the offense early uh and often this year especially with lamar jackson and then uh health health is a major concern for this team you know they have not, it has not injuries have plagued this team the last couple of years um so you know with that said i think if if everything comes to fruition and no one's is 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 injured or misses a significant amount of time this is one of the better teams, not just in the AFC, but in the National Football League. So, Dev, I'll leave it. I'll leave, give the floor to you. What are your thoughts about the Ravens going into this upcoming 2023 NFL season? Man, first of all, <clears throat> firstly, 
finally we got, got that deal done with Lamar, man, because that was the most scariest part, you know, because when we drafted Lamar, we pretty much changed our whole organization for Lamar, changed the whole offensive scheme, was able to try to base around his uh his strength. So to to let him almost walk out that door was like a oof, ugly sight for the Ravens, man, because I couldn't imagine us starting over with a rookie quarterback all over again and trying to figure out how to run our offense. So that was the great thing that Lamar finally got his five-year deal, what he was looking for. I know it wasn't a fully guaranteed contract that he was trying to really uh, strive for, but he was able to – him and uh, Eric DaCosta and and, and the rest of the gang was able to come together, sit down to find out what's the great deal, what's the great market for Lamar. And at during that time, he was the highest quarterback, you know, just over Jalen Hurts at the – what, a week after Jalen Hurts got his contract. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um. And and then, you know, the signing of OBJ. Now everybody keep thinking on and keep thinking that OBJ is going to be our, our our number one wide receiver. I don't think he will be. You know, what I mean, with the with with Bateman and 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 EDC having a little Twitter debate last during the offseason, trying to figure out who was our number one wide receiver and why our number one wide receivers haven't been so successful in the, in the previous years. I think this is the year that Bateman finally going to have to shut some shut some miles up this year because I believe Bateman uh, has all the tools to be a number one wide receiver. He got the mm-hmm. speed. He has the size. He can run the uh, wide receiver tree. Um, so I, I just need him to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, man, I, I think big things will come come his way. And with the addition of Zay Flowers, I think that now that we gave him the, the nickname Joystick, he gonna have to live up to that name yeah. because that guy is explosive. He's elusive. He, he he can he can take the uh defense over the top at times, and, and I believe that with him taking uh things over the top, it can open up things more for Mark Andrews and for OBJ to work their magic down in the middle because OBJ now is up in age. He's what thirty two now. Um, yeah. he's not looking to be that guy that he was in New York or that guy that Cleveland was trying to make him to be, you know, yeah. that, that, that top guy, try to force him. You don't have to force OBJ. I think that his name is going to have to, his name is going to save him a little bit because a lot of people is going to press coverage. A lot of people is probably going to look like, Oh, you're not the same OBJ from previous years and stuff like that. And that's what's going to break, uh, break out for him and open up things for Bateman, Andrews, because Andrews is still going to be our top guy. You know yeah. what I mean? He's still going to be Lamar's uh, safety blanket, the go-to guy, um, get thing, get the offense. Even if the offense gets stagnant, that um, Mark Andrews is able to be in position to to slow things down for uh, Lamar. So I, I see good things coming. I, like I said, I don't see OBJ being the number one wide receiver. Um, I just think that this wide receiver room is going to have um, is able to take turns of being trying to figure out who is that guy because we still got Devin Duvernay, we still got Porsche, we still got um, you know, other wide receivers that still trying to fight for a job, also. Um, so I, I just think that now that this wide receiver room is is more packed, more deep, got more depth, um, it, it, it should open up things more for our offense side this year. No, I absolutely agree. I think you know, again, the offense is. On paper, it's it's ready to jump off that page, man. Like you with the guys mm-hmm. that they have there. Uh, in regards to Bateman, I agree. I think he's it's time for him to take that next step. Hopefully, you know, 
look, following after a guy like an OBJ, even Zay Flowers, guys like who are young to the league, they can look at OBJ as an example. Um, you know, now we may not agree with some of his off the field tactics, no. but on the field, OBJ is pretty, he's been pretty much locked in, especially winning that Super Bowl in LA. So we'll have to wait and see. But the, Ra the Ravens are, they can be a very scary team, especially mm -hmm. we've seen that when they're clicking on all cylinders. It, it, it's hard to stop them now, you know, so they, they, they're, they're a scary team. They're, they're like a boom or bust team, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. when they're good, they're good. And when they're when, you know, Lamar's not playing great, then they can be really bad, especially on the offensive side of things. So um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting how <clears throat> it all plays out for them. All right. So transitioning, let's talk about a little bit. And I know you don't want to talk about this, but but we, we have to. Okay, we're, we're breaking down the AFC North. Let's talk you know, about the we gotta reigning. eat our veggies all the time, too. You there know. you go. We, let's <laughs> talk about the reigning AFC North division champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now they finished the year 12 and 4. They won mm -hmm. their last eight regular season games and route to their second AFC championship game, which they fell at Kansas City Chiefs, which you know it was still a classic, a good, really good game. Um, mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. they're they they averaged about 29 points in that eight-game stretch. That's a lot, man. That offense was cooking on all cylinders. And they also were able to retain the services of Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, despite some of the, the, the salary cap concerns that the Bengals have had the last couple of years. Um, and, they still, of course, they still got their perennial uh, MVP contender, Joe Burrow. What obviously, we just talked about he's got an injury, but I think he'll be fine. The unsung hero of this squad, though, of this team, is their defense. They were fifth in fewest allowed points last season. So a lot of people do not real, real realize that. However, though, they did lose both of their safeties in Von Bell and uh, I believe his name, Jesse Bates to Atlanta. Uh, but mm -hmm. they did go ahead in the draft, add Miles Murphy, an edge rusher, to get after the quarterback to maybe kind of offset the secondary woes or that they may have. Now, it's pretty clear that the 2023 season, the Bengals have a target on their back. Now, they won the division the last two seasons, so everyone in the North are going to be like, hey, we're coming to you, especially guys, teams like the Ravens, um, you know, Browns, we'll talk about them, and, of course, the Steelers, you know, who are kind of like the wild card in this division. Uh, but the 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 the, the target has been placed on their back. Now, how will they live up to that? We'll see in the third season uh, in a row. Um, Dev, what are your thoughts on the Bengals? Oh, did we lose him? I think we might have lost him there. We'll, we'll we'll see if we can try to get him back um, in here real quick. I, I think I think we may have lost him there. Oh, did we get him back? Did we get him back? Uh, ch -ch 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 -ch. Nope. Uh, he's moving slow. I think we lost him there. Well, hopefully I can try to get him back here uh, shortly. Well, but we'll keep pressing on. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, the Bengals, you know, they're one of the best teams in the AFC, not just the, in the, the AFC North, um, led by their quarterback and their head coach. You know, their head coach, Zach Taylor, has done a pretty good job. Well, I was pretty, um, what's the word, um, skeptical uh, about about his about his uh, style and just how he would fit. But he he's done a great, a fantastic job uh, there in Cincinnati. And, well, as we wait for Dev to try to get back, well, we're going to press on and we're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns a little bit here. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. We got to actually read some comments here real quick before just to kill some time. Um, we got a fan of Dev here. We got uh, 
Rod Uncensored Media, what's up? He says, my guy Dev. We got Scott Thaler. I hope I'm saying that right. He says, OBJ was best. Um, looks like we got Dev back. OBJ was best with the Rams. Um, Ron, Ron Uncensored says, uh, Patriots are winning the AFC East. My boy Patrick Brown says, grand, uh, grand riding and happy Sunday, fellas. Or, or maybe he meant to say grand rising. Okay. <laughs> Corey Brown, good morning. He says, Baker Mayfield on better team now. Bucks, the Browns, Panthers, and the Rams are trash. Sean Spencer, he said, I love y'all set up. Well, appreciate you. We love that you said that, Sean Spencer. Appreciate you. He said, I'm not sure I like that hat, though. <laughs> oh, God. Are you a Ravens fans, too, man? You got Ravens fans, you guys, man. I, I thought Philly fans was unbearable, but some of you guys, man, I, I don't know. But we'll, let, let me bring back uh, Dev back in the mix here. But, man, I... I don't think I don't get this much hate from from anybody else other than these Ravens fans out here, but it's all good. It's all love, man. That's what we do this for. Uh, let me get them back in the mix here. There he is. All right, uh, man, all sorry for the technical difficulties. That's, that's, hey, it happens, man. It's, it's live TV. We got we got to roll with the punches here, but it's all good. <laughs> um, I, I was talking about the Bengals, so mm -hmm. I'm not gonna. I, I, you don't have to listen to me spew about that again. Oh, you, um, but what are your thoughts about the Bengals? Um, the Bengals is. You know, like you said, they got a target on their back. Uh, I, I believe that the Bengals are in trouble in the future, though, because I think once you pay your quarterback in Joe Burrow, yeah. what you deserve, I and mean, you deserve it. But now what you're going to do about your big three wide receiver? Your wide receiver crew is going to eventually break up. You know, you're going to have to lose a T. Higgins or a Boyd eventually. Yep. Um, you see that Joe Mixon went and finally took a pay cut to come back to the team even though their values of the running backs are decreasing, but how, how often that Joe Mixon or how more, how much more that Joe Mixon is going to keep taking pay cuts um, to this, this, to join this team, you know, and like for the Ravens, the windows is very short for the Bengals also. Cause like I said, you know, with all this money going to your franchise quarterback, eventually you want to pay other um, positions. We see that uh, the Bengals just lost their two starting safeties. Yep. Um, but adding uh, uh, another pass rusher is like now um, you add a pass rusher to go with uh, what's his name? Hendrickson. I don't, I don't think that's his name, but uh, I forgot the Bengals. Hendrickson, I think. It yeah, is. Hendrickson. Yeah, you add another pass rusher to go with him. But just like how the Steelers um, back in on that on that DBs is very suspect. Yeah. You know, you can have all the pass rushing to want, but once you double. TJ Watt or you know and and Hitchison is like how do you how do you play it now you know what I mean now how do you how do you get to the quarterback and your DBs is not all that strong so I, I just feel like the Bengals going to have to address that and if they can address that and address that offensive line again because that's that that's most definitely that weak link they did went out and um and signed uh our old offensive lineman uh Orlando Brown to be. Right the left tackle for Joe yep. Burrow. But, you know, I mean, that wasn't the only only position that was a hole on that offensive line. I, I believe they need to get a right guard, if I'm not mistaken, or a right tackle um, to also solidify Joe Burrow. You can't keep playing – you can't pay a quarterback to keep landing on his back because mm -hmm. you see what happened to Andrew Luck. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, he's not even in the league. He over there 
I don't know, making pottery in somewhere in California. <laughs> I don't know what are you doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, hey man, that's how you keep taking yeah. shots about Ravens fans too, man. You know, us Ravens fans, we travel, we travel in packs and we I, roll hey, together. I, I, I'm finding out now, man. I, 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 I did not realize you guys were that deep, man, and that hey. thick. Because I was like, dude, we we flock together, out. baby. We flock together. <laughs> hey, listen, I, Raven fan, I'm let you guys know. I hold receipts, so. Each and every one of y'all fools that was talking that smack, I got them receipts. So I'm holding on. I could be wrong, but hey, I keep them receipts, boy. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. We got a question from Sam Spencer in regards to the Bengals and Bills. He says, have they missed their window? Um, no, I think I think the Bengals are kind of like right in it with the Bills. The Bills, to me, their window is fading, though. It's, it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Because arguably, if you think about it, the Bengals and the Chiefs are the two best teams in the AFC, like in the last couple, two, two seasons. So mm-hmm. um, the Bills, they were in that conversation, but they've, they've had some bad playoff losses that ended their year. Um, and, and, you know, and they haven't really figured out some of the big issues that they've had on their on their team. So, and then you got a, a receiver in Stephon Diggs. I don't know where I'm talking about the AFCs, but, you know, he's kind of doing what he does typically uh, when he's unhappy. Uh, that's how he got himself out of Minnesota. So have they missed their window? No, I don't think they've missed. I don't think they've missed their window. At least the Bills, the window's smaller, but the Bengals, they're kind of right in there because teams have about a three to four year window where they're really good unless you're like the freaking Chiefs and you're just going to be basically pencil you in to be in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you don't get that, you know, quite often anymore. So, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, let's see. Sam Spencer says I'm down 95. I love be more. I'm a Redskins. Okay. So he's a commander's fan. Okay. I thought he was a Ravens guy. Oh, so man, that's even worse. That's you even on, worse. You on 95 <laughs> South, man. You got to come up 95 North a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Patrick Brown says, uh, Bengals Chiefs must see TV. Yep. Uh, he said, did he just call you Sam? Okay. Oh, Sean. Excuse me. I said Sean. It's, it's not Sam Spencer. It's Sean Spencer. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Who is? I don't know who Sam Spencer is. I made that up in my mind. I just be making up people's names. Anyway, AFC <laughs> North is what I refer to as the UFC division due to the combative battles with neither team can score more than 24 points, which is true mm-hmm. unless you're the Bengals because they're averaging about 29 points a game. Uh, Corey comes back and says, Bills have no running back game. Pl- um, no running back game playoffs all do all, all they do is pass the ball. Correct. And Sean, yeah. not Sam Smith. To quick, uh, Sean Spencer says, that look, though, get off my team. We got the magic. You know, I am afraid of Magic Johnson being a part ownership of the of the commanders. Go back yeah. and watch my show last week. I, I talked about that, um, uh, you know, because Magic Johnson got the, the homies in the hood drinking lattes on the corner Starbucks. <laughs> uh, he can do that. He got Bloods and Crips ordering frappes or, you know, Ca- cappuccinos so we'll have to wait and see got the dodgers toys world series dodgers. in less than what, what two three yep. years everywhere he's touched you know so all right all right but let, let's, let's let's stay here with the afc north let's move on let's talk about the cleveland browns now this team they're going to be heavily reliant on the services of deshaun watson and his ability to rebound and transform himself back into the player that we once saw back in Houston. Now, he's basically been on break for about two years. He missed about two years of football for uh, for some reasons, obviously injuries. And then he, you know, he's he's a little perverted. Okay, that's the best way to say it. Um, he played six games in 2022 <laughs> and just threw over 1,100 yards, uh, seven touchdowns and five interceptions, and his completion rate was about 58% or more. Um, so, you know, listen. Opposing offenses when you play, or excuse me, opposing defense when you play the the Browns last year, you know, you're going to get a heavy dose of Nick Chubb. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna fig- piece have figured that out. That's why Deshaun Watson is so vital to what they do. But even Miles Garrett, who had 16 sacks, which is a lot, still could not elevate this team to get them to where they needed to be. Now the Browns have a top 10 potential quarterback. Like Deshaun Watson is a top 10 quarterback when he's on, right? I mean, I don't think there's no debating that. Um, and if and if you do, then I, I, you might want to go check your insurance and look for some psychiatric help. I'm not saying he is now, but I'm just saying when he's on point, he's arguably one of the top 10 best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Um, and this team, I mean, look, we look at the Browns and we're like, dude, they got Nick Chubb, uh, Najoku. Amari Cooper had a very fantastic season. And trust me, I'm missing that dude today more than ever as a Cowboys fan. He had a remarkable season um, last year. So they they got the pieces there, right? But they're going to be heavily relying on Deshaun Watson. How will that work, work out for them? This team, to me, is a very boom or bust feel because if Deshaun Watson does not you know, return back to form, we're going to be sitting here next year talking about the Browns are still the Browns. Now, Dev, what, what do you what do you think about the Browns going into 2023? It's all dependent on Deshaun Watson. You know, like you just said, man, Deshaun Watson is going to have to be that top 10 quarterback this year for, for the Browns to even get some type of recognition this year. Um, Because like you said, it's going to be – we already – the Browns are starting to be like almost like Tennessee Titans. We know we're yeah. going to get a heavy dose of the running back game. Right. Um, with Amari Cooper, now with them getting Elijah Moore coming over there to help Amari Cooper, hopefully that can kind of give out some more uh, range for Deshaun Watson. Because Deshaun Watson last year, you can just tell rhythm was pretty much the the, the fact of him. You know, he was just off. He can just couldn't find his steps. He, even his athletic ability couldn't get him over the hump. Um, so I think that <clears throat> with Deshaun Watson having a full offseason can be scary. Yeah. But the thing about it is the Browns defense. The Browns defense do give up a lot of points. The Browns defense uh, <laughs> only shows up to, like, certain games, and that's just the AFC North, in my opinion. I feel like once once the Browns get out the AFC North, they kind of they kind of just don't show up. So that, that's going to have to be uh, a deciding factor for them is can they show up to um, other divisions when it's time to play them? And can they can Deshaun Watson find a rhythm early? Because if he can't find a rhythm early, I think the Browns will struggle um, throughout this whole season. All right, I agree. And he uh, hopefully he's had a, a full se- off season there now. He can find the right masseuses there that he had in Houston. Uh, oh, did I say that on live TV? Oh, my bad. Um, um, yeah, but no, I, I I agree. I agree with you, man. They're gonna go just like. Pretty much every team in the National Football League, you're only going to go as far as your quarterback's going to take you, man. Mm-hmm. You can have everything under the sun, but if you don't have the right quarterback, you know, it, it makes it a lot different. Now, it's, we, some teams can get over it. I mean, we've seen in history, you know, teams that maybe have not had like that top superstar quarterback, they've won a Super Bowl, like your Ravens, right? The Trent Dilfer mm-hmm. team, you know, that, but that team is loaded everywhere else. And not to say that Trent Dilfer was a bum because he wasn't you a bum. You see that defense that Trent Dilfer yeah, had? Yeah. <laughs> All the, the top yeah. defenses ever. Yeah. yeah, literally, like them and the 85 Bears are the top two defenses. Picture yourself wrapped in its softness. Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team, Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? 
we've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love in every color for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores or visit us online at minkycouture.com. Ever in the National Football League. So you roll a defense like that out there. You had the running back, was it Jamal Williams back there? Like, so that, you know, he had help. Yeah, Jamal Lewis. Jamal, Jamal Lewis, Lewis. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is in New Orleans watching anime. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, but yeah, the Browns, I mean, look, Deshaun Watson, he's getting paid. This is another guy who's getting paid a lot of money. We all forgot about his contract, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, he's going to have to put up or shut up here in just a minute too. So, um, but yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. All right. Finally, you're the most hated team that you hate. Right? You know, I know you had made a comment to me before the show in our little pre thing here. You don't wear black and yellow or gold after what during the fall? Is that is that right? Is that what you said? From from the month of August till February, I do not wear <laughs> anything black and yellow, black and gold, <laughs> anything that's go anything that's I feel like that's gonna relate to the Steelers. I don't wear it. Don't wear it. Don't wear, don't wear it. it. Okay. I, I hey that that's I respect that because you know there's teams in my division that I can't stand, uh, and I feel you on that. So, um, but I don't even like looking at the colors, certain colors, because it reminds me of certain teams that that I just do not like. So, but I, I'm with you on that. So, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's who. That's who we're talking about here. So, their defense was pretty good. They ranked 10th last year. Uh, they were 11th in points allowed, and you know, even though they have the defensive one of the defensive players of the year, T.J. Watt, you know. Oh, excuse me, he was missing for seven to eight games. They still turned out a nine and eight season, which I guess, you know, is, is a success because if you think about it, you know, you're missing you're one of the best players in all of football. You had a rookie quarterback. First, they started off with Mitchell Trubisky. Like, we all knew that what was what was going to happen with that. Uh, but they ended up nine and eight. And they, had, they won six games down the stretch, some big games against your Baltimore Ravens, I believe, on, on a Sunday night uh, football, So, which was a big win for them. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of kept them in the playoff on, even though they didn't make it because of you know mathematics. But still, you know, pretty good game. Um, but that's still a concern for them as the quarterback. Can Kenny Pickett pick up where he left off last year? Now, they did not give him the full reins to the offense. The guy barely – through a throw for like 2,000 yards, barely, only 10 touchdowns and had nine interceptions in 13 games as a starter. So it's a lot. And then Najee Harris barely cracked 1,000 yards and only had seven touchdowns with it. You know, Najee Harris is a, is a, is a talent, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And he only had 3.8 yards per carry, which is not – you want it up there. You want it in the, in the mid-fours as a running back. So, um, But they didn't quite get there. So now reportedly out of camp right now that Kenny Pickett has looked really good. Of course, everyone looks good in shorts. Um, and a t-shirt, but then, you know, the bullets start flying, but then they added Allen Robinson. A lot of people forgot about this move early on. This is months mm-hmm. ago when Allen Robinson was added to the roster. Uh, then, then they also added linebacker Cole Holcomb and then they drafted Corey, uh, J- Joey Porter Jr., a legacy of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So to help bolster a defense, that's already really good. Um, now listen, as far as where they stand in the division, I, I'm like I said, I'm not picking the divisions today. I'm just kind of going through a preview. They're, they're going to be on the lower end of it because there's a lot of questions, a lot of unproven. One thing about the Steelers, I will say two things I know. Number one, their defense is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And number two, their head coach, Mike Tomlin, always has the crispiest edge-ups of any coach in the National <laughs> Football League. Okay, so those are the two things I know about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but but real talk, I mean, look, Mike Tomlin is a great coach. 
He's a great coach. Never had a losing season. And I've seen the comments. Someone said that he's going to have a losing season this year. I, as Lee Corso would say, not so fast. I think they're still going to have a winning season. Now, where they fall in the division, that's a whole nother thing. Um, but if they can figure things out on the offensive side of things, unlike the Ravens who are who are like and the Bengals who are just potent on offense, the Steelers got to figure out what's going to happen on offense because they got some guys. They got Deontay Johnson. Um, who's the kid they just uh, – I forgot his name. George Pickens. George Pickens. Who's a dude there. Najee Harris. Now, the offensive line still needs a little bit of work, but still. But the Steelers are kind of in that conversation, man. This is a good division, but where do you where do you stand on the Pittsburgh Steelers for 2023? Uh, underneath my feet. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? No, on the for real, though. Um, Steelers, I feel like the Steelers most definitely going to have to find their identity. Yeah. I, I think that now that – you can't just rely on Coach Tomlin being your identity. I, right. I think that this is Najee Harris most definitely going to have to step up. He's going to have to command or demand uh, nine in the box. He should. Yeah. You know, coming from Alabama, running backs normally <laughs> coming from Alabama is very successful and, you know, can 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 lead a, a workhorse. You right. see what Josh Jacobs finally did once the Raiders finally gave him the opportunity yeah. to run the ball. So I think that's what the Steelers most definitely going to have to start with is learning how to get Najee Harris the ball. He has to get, in my opinion, he has to get 22 touches a game. Right. Um, For the wide receiver core, I think they got it. They always had a – that's one thing that the Steelers can do is draft wide receivers or find wide receivers. Right. You know, with the, with the with the Plessico Bears, the um, – um, who else did he have? Even Juju's. I know he's Juju's, a TikToker, yeah. but he, yeah, he had a nice little run. Antonio Brown. You know what I mean? It, 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 and, you know, the list goes Lynn on. Go yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. List, the list goes on. Like, the Steelers always have and always can find wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just that now, it, just like the Browns, Kenny Pickett is going to have to find a way to find a, a rhythm early. If he can't find a rhythm and, and they put that trust in him, you can't just – uh give them 25% of the playbook and think that the Steelers can win the game. That's not going to happen. And you're going to have to open up that playbook a little bit more for him. You're going to have to dig deep. And and, and hopefully Allen Robinson can can lead that wide receiver group um, right. to something. I'm not saying that he's going to be the best wide receiver on that group or right. be the best wide receiver in the game, but Allen Robinson has tremendous talent. I would have loved the Allen Robinson on the, on the Ravens, yep. you know what I mean? Because the guy is physical. He can uh, get open. The only thing about Allen Robinson is uh, injury. But it's a, it's, it's a football uh, – it's a contact sport, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you expect injuries to be a big part of the game. Um, still, his defense is always going to be there, you yeah. know what I mean? I, I feel like they they just like us. They hang their hat on that defense, you know, try to look back to that steel curtain defensive ways. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, you still got one of the best defensive tackles in Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward, you got uh pretty much the the best sack leader and and TJ Watt if he can stay healthy. Um, you, you Michael Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick, excuse me, one of the best one of the best free safeties in the game. You know, what I mean, so it's like the Steelers have the pieces. It's just that I I just don't know exactly what they're missing. They got the great coach. They got a good quarterback. They got a good running back. They got a great defense. It's just like somehow, for some strange reason, during the middle of the season, the Steelers just get lost and trying to find an identity. No, um, so I, I just think that once they've established an identity, man, that 
you you just see that this division is just pretty much loaded. It you is. know what I mean? And and, and it can tilt anyway. Mm-hmm. Can, if the Bengals have a bad season, we or Joe Burrow is not there, like yeah. we alluded to, yep. we already know that the Bengals is going to have a, a terrible season. If, yep. if if Lamar can't stay healthy towards the end of the uh, season, you know how the Ravens' season might go. Yep. Start going south. Yep. So that means they will lead towards the 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 Steelers and the Browns if they yep. have a good season. So it's just like it doesn't matter which team is on front, which team is on the back end. It's all about that tipping of the scale at, towards the end of, at the right time. And right. I think that's where the Steelers always try to find it at the end of the season, and it's always be a little bit too late for them. You know, no. they they were just one game away of making the playoffs last year. Right. If I'm not mistaken, I think they were just banking on a team. Yeah, uh, they, they, they needed some help. They needed yeah. some help, and they just didn't get it. But yeah, no. But they they were in the mix, man. And uh, quite surprisingly, you know, it's just, you know, especially the the start with Mitch Trubisky and, and Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett didn't look great either when he first kind of got out there, you know. So, uh, but they they kind of figured out a little bit. But I think, like you said, they need to give Pickett the full playbook and see where he runs with that. So, but we'll have to wait and see. But like I said, man, two things in Pittsburgh: defense. And Mike Tomlin's edge up is is impeccable. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with the Steelers. But Devin, man, hey, appreciate you, my guy. Let everybody know where they can find you, what days, your shows, and anything else that's upcoming for you um, with your with your platform there, brother. All right, man. For my thoughts, my opinion, sports podcast, I air pretty much on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Right now, uh, I, my anniversary show is coming up, so please make sure y'all tune into this anniversary episode of my two-year anniversary. I will have a dope uh, up-and-coming star coming out of Baltimore. Nice. We'll be on the show. Um, you can catch me at uh, my Instagram is at MTMO underscore sports podcast, uh, right along with my TikTok. My Twitter and Facebook is M is my THTS, my opinion. You can go in there and follow, catch me everywhere you know you can also catch me on the grid network as as always you feel me um you can also catch my at the bank the exclusive uh grid uh podcast you can catch that every saturday at 10 a.m uh on the grid network on youtube you can uh check out the social media platforms is uh at the bank underscore sports part i mean underscore podcast so make sure y'all go out there and subscribe follow I guarantee you some dope content, man. I'm not going to let y'all down. <laughs> hey, appreciate you, my guy, man. This was fun. We'll have to do this again, especially, you know, during the season as well. Oh, during the season. Uh, I'm coming we back. can bring your Raven fans in here, and I, I'll bring my receipts. Uh, so we, <laughs> we can chat about that. But, Devin, that's Devin Nettles, man. Appreciate you for stopping by, my guy. Uh, Always, man. Big trust. Next time. <laughs> you got it, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right, there he is, man. Devin Nettles. Um, check him out, you know, new to the grid, you know, a couple months in, but he's doing a great job, man. I love watching this stuff. Um, but yeah, he very insightful, even though he's a Ravens fan, very insightful about the other teams. Um, and that and that's what I like about the guys that we have on the grid. It's like some of us we may just have specific shows to a team or whatever, but for the most part, a lot of our guys, man, we're very well versed. Um and knowledgeable about what's going on outside of our favorite teams. Like, listen, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I don't have a Cowboys show. I have an NFL show. And hopefully I'm providing you guys some informative, uh, you know, an- analyzing and information uh, for you. So that way you're informed when you're talking to your buddies out there around a the water cooler or, or wherever you're at. So uh, appreciate you guys. So uh, before we get up out of here, man, let's, let's go through some comments real quick. 
Um, let's see here. He said, Corey Brown, he says, Mike Tomlin finally going to have a losing season. I don't know. Not so fast, but you could be, you could be on to something, Corey. We'll see. Um, Ben Cornette says, I got the Ravens winning divisions. Bengals second, Steelers third, Browns fourth. Okay. Uh, Ben follows up, says, well, Watson's performance will definitely rub off. I like that, uh, on the team. But Ben is always good with the good puns, man. I like when he he chimes in, man. Good, good. Shout out to him. Uh, Corey Brown, he says, AFC North, all four teams can make the playoffs. You know what? It's a good division. It's a good division. So I'm not going to say that's a hot take. I think that's, it's something to consider. All right. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Uh, he might've, uh, Ben Corner said, I'm guessing one of Wiz Khalifa's song is, yeah, he's talking about in reference to Dev's, uh, statement about not wearing uh black and yellow. So yeah, probably Wiz Khalifa. That song is probably not a big, is that bumping in the Nettles house on a Sunday during the fall? I'll tell you that right now. Um, Scott says, but the chiefs will win the AFC championship. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're always, they're right there, man. Also falls up, says Robinson's done. Oh, how you can say about that Robinson, man? Like Robinson had a year off in LA. He literally did not do anything. He went to Universal, Disneyland, Knott's Bay Farm. He was hanging out in LA. So he should have some fresh legs. We'll see. John Rivera, he's always got to come in here with the Jets. We're not talking about the Jets today, but shout out to John, man. Check out their podcast, the fan podcast. Really good stuff too as well. He's a Jets fan. Um, We'll see. Uh, Thank you, Ben. Says great show, guys. Uh, Patrick follows up and says Steelers defense will become their offense to help Kenny Pickett. I expect George Pickens will have a breakout season. I, yeah, I, I think that's a very factual statement. I will say that. Uh, Patrick says run game helps the QB and opens up the playbook. Yeah, get that play action going. Um, you'll be all right. Uh, Drunk says Kenny Pickett ain't it, and it's absolutely nothing and absolutely nothing special about Najee Harris. Hmm. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I think Najee is pretty talented. Kenny Pickett has some some glimpses. Um, but again, you know, the proof will be in the pudding when they step on the field. And then uh, Patrick says Cleveland will Cleveland will be the Browns only show up for the divisional games and wing it against their opponents. You know, but that that's how it goes down in some of these division games. Man, you can be the worst team in your division, but you get up for your division rivals. Um, and then uh, my my boy Devin says not bumping black and yellow at all, not even in in the offseason not at all like that's out that's not even on his itunes playlist there so shout out to Devin. uh and then scott last comment of the day he says the game will change with the no respect of the running back um i talked about that a little bit last week listen i get it running backs and i'll close on this real quick they're not they're not a dying breed but the thing is is that you don't need to be a stud running back. Guys like like uh, Bijan robinson who was the, the the first running back well second or first running back taking his last draft you don't need guys like that anymore to win, unfortunately. Uh, when you're drafting dudes like Austin Pacheco, or, excuse me, Isaiah Pacheco from the seventh round, Alvin Kamara, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2017, was like a third or fourth round pick. Austin Eckler, you know, who's trying. Oddly enough, he's he's part he's part of the reason why he's not getting paid. If you think about it, because Austin Eckler was undrafted, if I'm not mistaken, balled out, and then the Chargers are like, we're cool on Melvin Gordon. We'll just we'll we'll, we'll sign you for pennies. And we're good, but now he wants a big contract. So it's kind of like a he's in a catch-22. So running backs, they are important to the game. I understand that. Um, but you don't need to spend a lot of money on them anymore. As long as you got a pretty good offensive line and a good run scheme, it can be proven that you can win a Super Bowl and win a lot of games in national football. Not to say that, you know, if you do have one, you can't win, but you can look at the guys that have been paid recently. It, the, the list is not good. Ezekiel Elliott. He's trying out for the Patriots. You know, he's not on anyone's roster. 
Melvin Gordon was a guy at one point. Uh, Todd Gurley, another, you know, one of those those, those scary tales there. So, um, but, you know, it just, again, you don't need one. You don't need a top one. But as long as you got a good running game, you'd be all right. Sorry, long, but so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But there's the there's the music, man. That means I gotta jump. Hey, appreciate you guys, everybody. Thanks again to my boy Devin Nettles for, for hopping on from the At the Bank, the Ravens podcast, and my thoughts, my own opinions. Appreciate everyone in the comment section. It was good today. Make sure if you're a new follower or you just first time watching, man. Appreciate you. Come back. I'm back here every Sunday. Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Check out my socials. It's listed down below, man. We have a good time. Uh, and we'll do this again uh, next week. So, um, but again, appreciate you, everybody. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Share this content with your mama, your daddy, your baby mama, baby daddy, whoever you might be interested. We appreciate you guys. So, that's all I got. Have a blessed Sunday. I'll see you guys next week. This is Clutch Sports Talk NFL Sunday. Wake up with me, Ryan Flowers. Like I would say, Never settle for the work you've done.